0: As much as we want to complain about high rates and complain about inflation it is what it is we all got here for a reason we know what the reason is and now we have to fix it welcome to the oklahoma real estate show with landon witt You are about to learn hyper local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma real estate market that will enable you to make smarter investment decisions and gain insight on local trends. Landon is a genuine self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, property manager, and residential broker who's worked with clients from all over the globe to help achieve their real estate goals. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma Real Estate Show. Here is your host, Landon Witt.
1: Welcome to episode 115 of the Oklahoma Real Estate Show. On today's show, Ryan Serhant talking about the recession and how you can benefit from it. Some interesting words he adds in there to help inspire us all to make wise and right decisions in 2023 and into 2024. Because he's a luxury broker, I wanted to share a little bit of light on the Oklahoma luxury market. So when I did the 20 mile and out, mile and in, I came up with about 28 homes that sold this last year, priced 2 million and above. And that range being from 2 million to about 7 million with the lion's share being in that 2 to 3 million range. The median price that I found was $2.5 million, with a median time on market of about 40 days. When I looked at the average, I saw about 80 days on market, which was way lower than I imagined. All in all, the prices stayed pretty linear. It's not like you were gonna take $10 million and dump it into the property and then, uh, like in Hollywood, it's gonna gain value over time. Doesn't really do that here. I noticed that over the last 20 years, uh, luxury properties really stay pretty linear. Uh, they bounce everywhere between like $300 a square foot and $450 a square foot. One thing that I did find very interesting was that the price of oil and then the supply of homes was almost identical. Like, like, like the chart just follows. Each other like amazingly well. So, as the price of oil goes up, so does the amount of homes that have sold. But the price per square foot stayed the same. So, it's not like the, the, the price per square foot plummets during the, the crash of oil and then goes up when the oil price goes up. Just the amount of transactions changes, which I found very interesting. I'm not sure really uh, how all that works. I want to jump to the guest today. It's about 12 minutes long. I really, really, really challenge you to listen to the, what he's got to say brings up some compelling topics and also he's just a very encouraging force so do that if you haven't signed up and you're an investor and you haven't signed up for my investor alerts Please check out the website, Oklahomarealestateshow.com. There's a tab at the top now, Investor Alerts. You can fill out your information in there, get on that list. As we start to get more inventory coming on the market that is flip ready, that is buy and hold ready, I need to be able to email that to you.
0: Driving along in your car, you got some friends in the back seat. You got your spouse, girlfriend, husband sitting next to you, having a great time, music's on, blaring, life is great, it couldn't ever get better, but it's cold outside, Ah, the weather, things are changing. All of a sudden, you lose control of the steering wheel. Back wheels catch some black ice. All of a sudden, you start spinning out of control. Like, wait, what do I do? What do I do? You don't remember that ice driving school you took when you were 16 years old. So you turn into the curb, and then you go back the other side, and next thing you know, you hit a pothole, and you're airing floating through the air now you're upside down and you're about to crash car pieces everywhere you ejected outside the driver's seat people everywhere crying screams that is what everyone would tell you is happening to the economy right now there is a recession
1: in our future. The possibility the of a recession is Americans. moving large. Recession risks are uncomfortably high. As markets in a down. tailspin in yet again today. And this is the most
0: confusing moment in U.S. economic history. Right now, we are airborne. The government printed $13 trillion in the United States to prop up the economy from the COVID crisis. And now we're airborne. And if you turn on the news or you read a newspaper or you go to any news website, they're telling you everything is going to crash and be obliterated. You've got different CEOs saying that an economic hurricane is coming. Everyone else has said batten down the hatches. Things are getting tough. Things are getting crazy. It's all bad. It's all bad right now. We're in a housing recession right now. That's what everyone's saying. But what if they were wrong? Let's go back to the car analogy. In past recessions, financial crises. The way I depict that accident is exactly what happened. Everything was fine. Now, other people knew that it was cold. Other people knew that there was black ice in the road, but they didn't really tell anybody, or if they did, you didn't hear about it, and you, meaning most of the world, so when you hit the black ice, it's like, shoot, I didn't know that was there. Maybe you shouldn't have been driving that fast. Maybe you shouldn't have been going crazy, and you crashed and burned, but you lived picked yourself up, went to the hospital, got some bandages, kind of got a new car, things were bad for a little bit because you had to heal. That is us going into the Great Recession, right? The great financial crisis of 2008. This time though, I know everybody wants it to be bad. I know everyone wants things to be bloody because the media and the news love negativity because negativity pays for clicks. But what if we all knew there was black ice ahead of us? What if we all knew that we should slow down? What if we all knew going into an impending recession meant that, you know what, we're all going to put our seatbelts on and we're going to lay off the gas a little bit. And yes, the only way forward is to drive over ice and it's going to be a little slippery, a little scary. We might lose a little bit, but we're going to get right through it because we're no longer speeding. We're no longer blaring music and we know what's coming. What if, this was the most anticipated recession of all time. What kind of car accident would we have? Would we even have a car accident? Would the car even spin out? I don't think so. I think it's going to be slow. Now imagine a highway. Weather's perfect. Everything's great. You're flooring it. Speed limit's 65. You're still going 82, you little jerk, right? You're still going. And the only thing that's going to stop you is like a deer or someone else, or you get a speeding ticket. But. What if everything was dark out and you couldn't see? And it was kind of snowing. You're still gonna get to where you're going. You're not gonna get in a car accident. You're gonna be extra safe. You're gonna turn down all the noise, all the news, and you're just gonna go slow. You're gonna get over the ice. You're not gonna like it, but you're gonna do it. And you're just gonna get to where you're gonna get to anyway, you're just gonna do it a lot slower. That is what's happening right now. The car crash everyone says is coming is not happening. And I don't believe it's going to happen because no one is going to put themselves in that type of situation, knowing that there is ice on the road ahead of them. That's where we're heading right now. Think back 25 years, every major crisis we've gone through, what do they all have in common? You've got COVID, you've got Lehman Brothers, the subprime mortgage collapse that kicked off the great financial crisis in 2008, 2009. You've got 9-11, you've got dot-com bubble. What do they all have in common? That for 99.9% of the global population, they were all a surprise. Surprise catches people off guard. Surprise tells people to turn the other way when the car catches that ice. Surprise makes people scared, even at the best of times. Ever been to a surprise birthday party? At the beginning, you were freaked out. How did you all get here? Oh my God, but you're like, oh, ah, and then you start crying and it's a whole, I don't know, maybe, maybe you don't cry, maybe I just cry. But surprises are scary even when they're good. Those four instances are bad surprises and they had bad outcomes, but we got through each one some much tougher than others. I'm not making light of any of them, I'm just trying to make a point. This recession that we are going through right now, we've known it's coming for four years. Look at the news, the news, the great old news. Articles like this one, Jeff Bezos urges everyone to reduce risk in the eye of the recession. So articles like this predict the future, for better or for worse. Headlines predict what's coming. So if some of the wealthiest people in the world, people who are all in the know, are telling all of us a recession's coming, then I guess a recession's coming because they know better, right? And if they're telling us to batten down the hatches, I guess we're gonna, I guess we're gonna do it. And this one, Elon Musk, the wealthiest person in the world, very outspoken, very, very public, telling everyone, oh God, a recession is coming. What about this one? Meta lays off 11,000 people, recession fears, and then this one, and then this one, and then you just go on and on and on and on and on. The more articles out there telling us that the world is coming to an end, the less I actually believe the world's coming to an end. We've known a recession is coming since 2018. In 2018, it marked the 10-year window that we'd had since the fall of the stock market in 2008. And every 10 years, historically, there's a correction. So since 2018, we've been waiting. Markets are gonna get soft. A recession is coming. Didn't happen didn't happen in 2019. And then in 2020, you know what did happen? We got nailed with the coronavirus epidemic. COVID-19 took out the world. Stock market falls 10,000 points in a matter of weeks. Everything is decimated, people shelter in place. It's unlike anything we've been through since 1918, when the Spanish flu hit. We knew going into the COVID collapse that the governments around the world were not gonna let the world fail. The governments around the world are going to figure something out. And you know what governments can do that no one else can do? Is They can print money, new money, and they can do it digitally. So the U.S. government printed trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars to prop up the U.S. economy. And what do you think happens? When you have all that fresh new capital out there in the system, people spend it on crazy things. And it drives up pricing. Pricing also drives up due to supply and demand. Massive demand for oil. Massive demand for toilet paper, remember? Remember when your local store was out of paper towels and toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic? Supply, not hitting demand, supply drives up pricing. Relatively pretty simple. And then what happens when that all cools off? Because it can't rain money all the time. The government's got to turn off the spigot at some point. Exactly what we're going through now. And things are also very different now compared to where they were in 2008 and 2009. For this to be a true, true, true recession, unemployment couldn't be hovering at around 3.5% like it is right now. Jobs are relatively secure. Banks have tens of billions of dollars of reserves due to the Dodd-Frank bill that passed in 2010 to protect us from big banks failing like they did in 2008. So banks have money. Unemployment is low. And even those who are quote unquote unemployed are transitioning into the gig economy. The entrepreneurial gig economy where people work for themselves or have six streams of income or are making money flipping things on eBay or working on TikTok or doing whatever they're doing or selling real estate like crazy people like me. That economy is growing at three times the national average now year over year. We've never had that before. So even though things are scary, yes. What if the fear is just telling people to wear their seatbelt? which they should have been doing all the time anyway. Because when dad isn't spending $120 billion a month on mortgage-backed securities to prop up the global economy, you know, you gotta, you gotta maybe make some money on your own. What we're experiencing right now is a triggered recession, just like an induced coma. You go through something really, really bad, a bad car accident, something crazy, going to the hospital, and to really to save your life, they put you into an induced coma so that you can recover and they can monitor you. That's exactly what this is. This is an induced recession that the Fed has put us in by raising interest rates faster than they've ever raised them before to levels we haven't seen in a long, 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 long time so that we can get the economy under control. And for good reason. You know what rampant inflation would do to a country like the United States? You'd have martial law you would have an overthrown government. If you have 250 million people who all of a sudden can't afford milk, right? That would be really, really bad. So as much as we wanna complain about high rates and complain about inflation, it is what it is. We all got here for a reason. We know what the reason is, and now we have to fix it. So this is the hangover. This is not the hurricane. It's a different H word. But you know why I wanted to make this video? was one to try to make it as simple as possible for you to understand what we're going through now and what the future looks like, but to also tell you the greatest businesses are born a crisis. Diego's gonna put up different logos right now of all the businesses that were started during recessions and that came out of times of turmoil, right? Even cryptocurrency, I know it's a little negative right now. Crypto came out of a financial collapse. Crisis breeds ingenuity. Now is an amazing time to get ahead. And it might be even a little bit too late if you haven't started doing what you've always wanted to do with your life if you're watching this video. But it's never too late. It's never too late to get ahead for you because you're not working for me, you're not working for your boss, you're working for you in the future. Future you, two years from now, what are they doing? What do they look like? What's that person doing today that makes them so happy that you thank God that you put in the work right now so that he could live that life, so that she could have that car, if that's what she wants. Now is the time to disrupt. Now is the time to make things happen. Now is the time to take risks and be courageous because guess what? Everyone else is pulling back. If you jump out there, everyone's gonna be like, are you okay? They're not gonna judge you. They're just gonna think you're crazy. Just like when I started Surant. When I started our own company, I did it September 15th, 2020. New York City was shut down. Quarantine, no vaccines. We were in the heart of shelter in place. It was insane. Wall Street Journal wrote an article about me starting my own company. I think because they thought I was sick. They thought I was crazy. From page two, nuts. Use this time to disrupt. Because crisis breeds whatever you're gonna do to change the world. And even if you don't change the world, now is an amazing time to change your life. So do me a favor, get going on what you wanna do with your life. Now is the time to do it. And also like and subscribe to this video. I gotta go sell another apartment right now, but I love you all. Send this to all your friends that need to hear it.